challenging. As I've returned to LA this week, I, I think I probably haven't prayed so earnestly ever before, like, Lord, please might we know your will. Please might we have your wisdom. Please would you help us to navigate all the complexities and challenges of, of life. And so we're going to spend some time over the next weeks thinking about what it means to be people of wisdom, God's wisdom, particularly living in this amazing metropolis of a city called LA where we call home. And uh, we're going to do it by looking at the book of Proverbs. Now, just a little show of hand. How many of you have like spent time in the past really getting into under the, under the skin of the book of Proverbs? Ah, okay, not bad. About four. <laughs> no, it's a little bit more. If I'm really honest, like I probably haven't used the book of Proverbs as a book which I like delve deeply into regularly in my quiet time. Um, and maybe one of the reasons that I haven't done that is because the book of Proverbs, like when you, you take it on surface level, can, can seem a little bit kind of interesting, kind of. It's a bit like one of those books that people use like bumper stickers, right? You know, those kind of slightly pithy sayings that people, you know, put on their bumpers or put on posters or put on social media posts. Um, a little bit like, you know, to, to the world, you're just one person. To, to one person, you might mean the world. You know, just a little bit, like a bit of vomit, you know, a little bit, bit of sick, sick coming up. Just, you no, know, just a bit cringy, isn't it? Or if you look at some of the Proverbs, particularly in the middle of them, and you just take them at, at you know, like face value, it's a bit like one of them, Proverbs 26, 11. Don't know if you've ever prayed this over anybody in a prayer context, prayer team. Uh, As a dog returns to its vomits, so fools repeat their folly. Hashtag don't eat your vomit, you know? Um, or Proverbs 31.6, um, ever use this one in some sort of setting? Uh, let beer be for those who are perishing, wine for those who are in anguish. Ever tried that one to justify some late night behavior? No, no, no comment, no judgment, it's all good. But that's, when you look at Proverbs like that, it's, it's almost like bad Twitter from the Near East, isn't it? It, it, kind, of, it kind of feels like, but that's okay. But life is so much more complicated than one-liners, isn't it? Life is so much com more complicated than trite little sayings. But what I, I think we're going to find, what I hope and pray we're going to find over the next week, is we're going to find that the book of Proverbs actually has something way more exciting, way more deep, way more holistic to teach us about how to navigate the complexities of our everyday lives. And so today... All I want to do is I want to get us hungry. I want to get us excited about the book of Proverbs. I want to answer some really basic questions, which is this. What even is the book of Proverbs really? Why bother to read it? And how? How might we go about in our personal lives, in our community groups, in our church context on Sunday morning? How might we read the book of Proverbs so we get a little bit past bad Twitter from the Near East and get into the depths of what God wants to teach us? Is that all right? You seem a little sleepy this morning. I remember you being a bit more noisy uh, than when I left five weeks ago. You are there, aren't you? I can't quite see you. Good. Okay, feel free to, you know, if you feel the Lord is stirring you to any sort of enthusiasm, even if it's a boo, that's okay. Like, it would be lovely to feel that we're, you know, we can do this together. Okay, great. Well, we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 1. This morning, if you have a Bible, if you've got a phone, if you've got some papyrus or tablets of stone or whatever it is that you bring to church in the morning, uh, we're going to be Proverbs 1, 1 to 7, and it'll be up on the screen here. So let's go. Hi, guys. Good morning. Today's reading is going to be from Proverbs chapter 1, 1 through 7. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. 
for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young, let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Awesome. Thank you to Arlene um, for that. So, what is the book of Proverbs? Well, in order to start that, we actually need to know, like, who even wrote the book of Proverbs? So, Proverbs is primarily, it's a collection of writings that come from King Solomon, Um, If you know the Old Testament, you know about King David, this very famous king over all of Israel, a man who was after God's heart. But it actually wasn't David who primarily started the worshipping structures and the temple in Israel and those kind of things. They actually came from David's son, who was King Solomon. And in the book of Kings, like one day God said to, to, says to Solomon, like, you can have anything you want in the whole world. I'll give you anything. I'll give you riches. I'll give you fame. I'll give you fortune. What, what would you like? And what Solomon answers to God is, I would like wisdom. I would like the ability to discern what's right and wrong. And so God pours out into Solomon's life this incredible anointing of being wise, of being able to discern, of being able to make great decisions. And so the book of Solomon, uh, the book of Proverbs is actually just the writings of Solomon around 950 BC. People used to travel from all over the world to listen to this great sage, someone who had this anointing of God on their life for knowing how to live in a complicated world. And there's a few other people who also contribute to the book of um, Proverbs as well. And what Proverbs does is it, it makes up one of three books in the Bible which we call wisdom literature. Um, the book of Proverbs, the book of Job, and the book of Ecclesiastes. One cheery book and two slightly less cheery books in the Bible, which are primarily concerned with what it means to be people of uh, wisdom. So that's what Proverbs is, and you'll find it in the Old Testament of your Bible, kind of somewhere near the middle of your Bible. Why we read Proverbs um, is actually was contained in this morning's reading, and I don't know if you spotted, in verse two this morning, the introduction to the book of Proverbs says this, it is for gaining wisdom and instruction. Now, be honest with me, who would really like a little more wisdom and a little more instruction in your life? Okay, I, I would definitely like some more instruction and wisdom in our life. And what Proverbs basically says, primarily is this, is that when God created the world, he created it in a particular way. Now, the book of John talks about it like God breathed the world uh, in, that the word of God spoke the word, spoke the world into being. Well, Proverbs puts it slightly different. It says that actually when God created the world, he made it from his wisdom, the word is the word uh, kochma, or kochma, depends how you, you read the translation. And, and what it basically says is that the world was made with particular designs, with particular senses of cause and effects that are woven into the very created order of who we are. That God created the world through this hochma, and that therefore there is this sense of how God designed the world to be. It wasn't just that God said one day, I'm going to make this random world and I'm going to let it be, and there'll be all these kind of different forces of physics and biology and chemistry, that that is actually even behind that. There is this sense of how the world was designed to be. It's a little bit like um, about how you cut, cut wood. So 
Um, before we, Laura and I left for, for the UK, uh, we moved house into the world's most fixer-upper property that has ever existed in ever. Um, it, it's a house that one day might be spectacular, and right now is not. Um, and because it's not, I, I've had to learn all sorts of skills which I, I do not have. Um, skills around plumbing and carpentry and electrical work. And basically what's happened is I've tried to do things and then I found out that I'm spectacularly bad at them. And then I've had to call up one of you, uh, and you know who you are, to bail me out of the disasters that I've created in my house over the last couple of months. Um, but one of the things that, you know, when you, you get into kind of cutting wood, right, if you know like a bit of two by four, right, bit of, bit of wood from Home Depot, now, in every bit of wood, there is a grain of wood, right? There are lines that go through a bit of timber. And if you cut the wood down the timber, down the grain of the wood, generally, it goes kind of well. I mean, for me, I would say somewhat well. Uh, but for good, good carpenters, it goes very easily down the grain. However, if you try and take a bit of 2x4 and you cut across the 2x4, across the grain, what happens? I know you've done it. It, okay, if you're an excellent carpenter, maybe it's absolutely fantastic and you love it. For most people, when you cut across it, you get like splinters and it falls apart a bit and it chips off and bits come away from it. And what Notchma says is that the world is created in the same way as that. That there is a natural grain to the way that God made the world to be. There is a natural order to how God made the way to be. That there is a natural way to how God wanted human life to flourish on the earth. That's the grain of the world that God created. And wisdom is knowing how that we operate within God's wisdom. For God, how God wanted the world to be. Proverbs is how we get in line with God's wisdom for how to live in tune with how he created the world. Make sense? Cool. So one scholar said it like this. He said, just as the book of Psalms is the Lord's prayer applied to practically every possible situation and condition of our hearts, so the book of Proverbs is the Ten Commandments, which is like the law of the Lord, applied to every possible situation in our lives. So basically, like if you think about the Ten Commandments, which are like, do not kill, do not steal, do not commit adultery, you know, very high level things. We're like, okay, yeah, makes sense. What the book of Proverbs does is take those big concepts and then like get them into today get them into our choices, get them into every situation that we face. And, and I'm excited by that. Like, I'm excited by the idea that that exists in the Bible. Because every day, we face huge choices, don't we? I mean, I was just thinking, gosh, even just some of the choices that you, you this morning might be facing. Should I quit? Should I stay? How should I spend my money? Should I wear a face mask? Should I wear this? Or should I not wear this? What should I look for in a spouse? When should I speak? When should I stay silent? Uh, how do I make great friends? What type of friends should I choose? Should I confront my friend on that issue? How do I respond to my friend's conspiracy theory? How do I join in with this or that? How shall I use my time? Should I Instagram this or definitely never, ever, ever Instagram this? You know, just some of the choices. And of course, there are much more, many more and bigger ones even than some of those. And that's why wisdom is so important because wisdom is the way that God gives us to navigate the complexities, the nuances, the challenge of life. But in order to understand wisdom, we actually have to understand the difference between wisdom and knowledge, right? Now, we live in a world that is saturated with knowledge. 
it's saturated with data. Right, uh, Laura and I, we traveled a lot more thousands of miles than we planned to over the summer. We ended up in places that we didn't plan to be, that we'd never been before. We had no idea where we were or what we were doing. It just happened to be the way that hurricanes and other things rooted us. But the amazing thing about being alive today is that if you have a data connection and you have something like this, then amazingly, wherever you are on the planet, you can gain incredible data really fast, right? So if you go to a country that you've not been to before, um, and you go into TripAdvisor, or you go onto Google, right, you can find data on anything. If you want to know where to eat at a restaurant, if you want to know how to get from A to B, if you want to book something, if you want to organize something, right, you can get data on anything. You are overwhelmed. If you go on Google, you'll get like millions of search results for pretty much anything you can think of. That's data, but it's not necessarily like the same as as wisdom. Now, uh, on our alpha course, one of the questions that was asked in one of the first video sessions was, where do you go when you have a big decision to make? And I just want to show you this little video clip, which is from alpha week one. What do you do if you've got a really big decision to make? Um, I go on Google. Google. I definitely Google. I go on Wikipedia. Internet. I uh, scroll through all the different answers, and then I try and combine it, and then make my own kind of like cornerstone. Or smart friends. I don't ask big life questions. It's too hard to answer. Google or my grandmother. I meditate or I read. When I have a big life questions, I probably go to my family. I haven't really had any massive ones yet. So. My mom or my dad, basically. My mom or my dad, maybe my grand. I get most of my answers from the library in any section there because I don't really trust the people that I'm around. The key is always to yourself. You got to figure some things out for yourself. If I'm confused, I go to him first. And he confuses me more. But when it's something more personal, I try to find it within myself first. I, I heard some wry smiles at the person who was like, their spouse confuses me more than I was to start with. You know, like I, would, I wasn't looking, but if you were a spouse and you just laughed at your spouse, you can deal with that in prayer ministry in a minute, but <laughs> it's all good. Like we all have different places that we go for data, where we go for knowledge, but knowledge and wisdom are slightly different because wisdom is not just the data that's presented in front of us. Wisdom is different because wisdom is actually how we process the data, how we deal with the circumstances, how we live in the moment and navigate and using all the resources and all the information that's given to us skillfully in such a way that we make good choices. You see, I think in wisdom, people look for wisdom in different ways, then, don't they? Um, I noticed in, in that place that some people in that video, they, they look for wisdom in like 